Joe presents Swanee's Cricket Show, together with Rubicon. Yeah! Come on! Welcome to episode seven of Swanee's Cricket Show, here on Joe, together with Rubicon. I'm Nick Bright. Who's this man? Graham Swan. Oh, still no smoke. The smoke machine's still broken. It's still in Glasgow. Come on, Never let's get mind. in the studio. Just can't get the staff these days, Woo! mate. Can't get the staff. Oh. Right, let's sit down. And before we go any further, we have to talk about the women's uh, Ashes one day. Australia destroyed England, and you'll be happy because a spinner made all the headlines. Well, Elise Perry, to be honest, she does everything. She plays football for Australia, she plays cricket for Australia, she used to be the opening bowler for Australia, now she bowls spin for Australia. Is there anything this girl can't do? She's having an absolute flyer. So, yeah, Australia 3-0 up, can you believe it? England, uh, well, they're up against it, yeah. to say the least. Well, they've got the test to come, which is, a lot of people say if you win the test, that's where the, most of the points are heavily weighted in the women's yeah. ashes. They really need to win that now, having well, three on the bounce. They're going to be neat to be won there for the England girls, because they're 3-0 down. Mm. So, how many points is that? Is that like six points yep. down already? They need to pull that cat out of the bag, don't they? Because um, it's been a bad start. They're a good team, the England girls. Yep. Actually, Tammy Beaumont, in the second ODI, scored a brilliant 100 Tammy, that was class. Brilliant 100. So she needs to come good. The, the rest of the England girls need to raise their game because they're better than they're showing at the moment. Yeah, speaking of the Ashes as well, your mate Jimmy Anderson's got a bit of a, an injury. Hasn't no, he's it? fine. He's fine. Oh, is he? I know, Jimmy. Honestly, Jimmy doesn't get injured. He's like a machine. He's like Thor. He might be down for a bit, but he'll always come back by the end of the movie and win. So you think the calf tear is almost uh, mind games for the Aussies? He hasn't got any calves. I've seen his legs, <laughs> mate. He's all bone. Um, he'll be fine. He's just. Uh, They'll be wrapping him up in cotton wool. If it was a bad uh, injury, we'd all know about it. Because okay. I think he holds the, the key for England. If the ball's swinging and Jimmy's fit, England win the Ashes. No questions You're whatsoever. You're that confident? No questions. He's that good and the Aussies are that bad at playing swinging ball that he will win the Ashes. If the ball doesn't swing for whatever reason or Jimmy doesn't play, it's a very, very even contest. In fact, without that, I'd say Australia probably favourites. Wow. OK, that important. On to the World Cup. How are you feeling about the semi-finals then? Now, I'm not. Australia are not favourites for the World Cup, I'll tell you that much. There's one team who are favourites, you know who they are. England! Go on, England! Um, I honestly, now that England have, have found their, rediscovered their balls, basically, <laughs> uh, because they lost them, they lost their cricket balls at the back of the bag, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they uh, did. For a while. They've rediscovered them with the last two games and played incredible cricket. Mm. The win against New Zealand up north was just... Fantastic. Even though New Zealand are not as great a team as, as you know, the start of the competition made people think they were, because they had weak opposition, they got destroyed up there. And it was a pressure game, and England came to the fore. So I can't see them losing to Australia in the semi, and I think they're going all the way. Well, that was my next question. So you're, you're confident, even though England have already lost against Australia in this tournament? Yeah, well, that England team that played Australia at Lords, that was not the England team that I knew. That was a team without Jason Roy, mm. without the sort of puffing the chest out without the bravado, yep. without the arrogance, dare I say it, of the team that had got to world number one. They were, they were 11 pussycats that day at Lords. I was watching it thinking, you know, there's no bite to them. This is the old England. This is the England I used to play in. The England since Jason Roy's return. You know, Johnny Bairstow's got his teeth oh, back. Has he? Yeah. Um, you know, they're batting well. They're fielding like diamonds as well. I think it'll be a completely different animal that takes on Australia this time round. And the fact that Nathan Lyon did a press conference and said, oh, mate, pressure's on England, <laughs> I think. No pressure on us, pressure's on England. There's no pressure on us. <laughs> I haven't even brought up the word pressure. What are you on about pressure? <laughs> Giving the game away a little bit, I think. <laughs> right, we're going to talk more about the World Cup in a bit, but each week on the show we have a guest, uh, and this week we What's have a, a bit of cricket royalty. <laughs> uh, he played 79 tests for England and won two Ashes series. 
It's only Alan Lamb on the show. Come on. <laughs> Good to see you, Alan. Take a seat. Now, first and foremost, I know how excited Swanee is to have you here because you really looked up to Alan. This is my hero growing up, Lammy. Played for Northampton, where I grew up. I was the youngest when we played in the back garden, me and my brother, so he always got to be in both of them. And who did I get to pick? I had to be, like, the best batsman. I was Alan Lamb. <laughs> number oh, five, Lammy. Yeah, and, and one day, when I was younger, because Lammy knew my dad, and me and my brother were sat on the balcony at Northampton. We are like, wow, this is amazing. And Lammy walked past me and just said, hey, how's it, little Swanee? Honestly, if anything could have made my day, <laughs> Alan Lamb knew who I was. I was about ten. Aww. Lived off that for ages. <laughs> but I wanted to touch on the fact that your first love wasn't cricket, was it? You, you loved rugby growing up. Yeah, rugby was... So I played both, but, I mean, I preferred to play rugby. Scrum off? No. Fly off centre. I mean, look at the state. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to be inside centre, so, you know, great passing because I just... Missed that lack, you know, lack the yardage to be a really quick player. But no, I've, I've always loved rugby. I mean, if you give me rugby now, I'd go watch rugby than cricket. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> we live in Northampton still, you see. Yeah. Go watch the Mighty Saints. <laughs> there you go. James Haskell will be like, right, we've got to get him on the show. We've got to get him on House of Rugby. So when did the cricketing bug properly bite you then? How, can you remember how old you were? Well, it was always there because we were lucky we could play both sports. You know, rugby in the winter and then cricket in the summer. And I just think that probably about... 12, I was sort of fearing fairly well with the cricket and that sort of just snowballed a little bit. That's when it took over. Yeah. Because you played for Western Province. Yeah, I got into Western Province. I was still at school. Yeah. So I was 17 when we got into Western Province. And they had sort of fairly good players in those days, you know. So, yeah, I'm a young whippersnapper coming in. And I always had a little bit of chip, so, you know. <laughs> is, is that why you tough to him, Swanee? It's why he was such a good player short-pitch bowling, obviously, because he's not the biggest, Lammy. And if you've got a bit of chat in South Africa, you tend to get a few short ones. There's not many spinners in South Africa, put it that way. No, there weren't too many. So, uh, I learned to play spin when you came here, because we played on uncovered wickets. Remember the old uncovered wickets? So you had to... You, well, he, he was still in the backyard, probably bailing on those wet ones. So in the, the, the spin sort of came, yeah, but in South Africa it was just basically against the quick bowlers. You, know, you had Proctor, Rice, Van der Beyl, all these guys. So it was... Um, so when we came to play Test Match Cricket, you know, when we played sort of a, a provincial game in South Africa, it was like playing a Test Match. Right. I mean, the guys were at each other, you know, there was no... No prisoners. So when I arrived, yeah, it was... I'd heard it all before, so it was just straight in. <laughs> when you first came over, was county cricket softer than provincial cricket? A little bit, but um, it was much stronger then because yes. we could have all the foreign players playing. So, okay, I mean, yeah. you had Joel Gone and Viv Richards down at Somerset and Gordon Greenwich, Barry Richards, then they got all marshalled. So, you know, they had proper... The, the county cricket was serious. There wasn't, you know, any sort of overseas player, he was a star. Yeah. You didn't get a guy that was just... And then that all cleared out because of all so much test cricket and that. So. I think it, it was definitely the golden period for county cricket, wasn't yeah. it? Like the 80s. Yeah. My favourite time of being a kid. It's why I love cricket so much. So my dad was a teacher and my mum was a teacher as well. And so as soon as me and my brother had a day off, it was like he'd drive us to the ground to Northampton, like, get 20p or whatever to get in, give you a cricket bat, and you go and watch the game. You'd watch county cricket. So I'd watch Lammy. All I wanted to do was wear that little maroon cap. You'd have, like, <laughs> David Capel. Um, all right, Capes, are you there? Fiery. <laughs> Madison Hatter, Capes. Fiery. Um, uh, Kirtley Ambrose. I saw um, 
Gordon Greenwich get 250 once against Northampton, hitting Roger Harper over the main stand. I've never seen anyone do it since, apart from David Sales did it once, hit him twice in two balls. Things like that, as a kid, they really matter, and that's why Lamy was my hero, because he was this like, diminutive guy, go out, the crowd would all get back to their seats, because they'd been in the car park having a pie while yep. Rob Bailey was batting. <laughs> <laughs> and Lammy would go out, and they'd be right, Lammy's in, and then the fast bowls would always bowl short, be poking and pulling. Brilliant cricket. I can tell that he was obviously your hero yeah. growing up because that's just how We'd excited you are talking We'd stop playing at the back to go and watch Lammy bat. And also, I'm being told Kirtley Ambrose, I guess, next week. Big so, Kirtley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least he says a few words. Because when, <laughs> when, when he played with me, I said, Kirtley, I want you to bowl from that end. He said, no, man. I said, Kirtley, what's your problem? You tell me to bowl, you don't ask me because I don't like bowling. <laughs> <laughs> that That's was, brilliant. That was curtly. Never said he used to have that like toothpick or he finds something. But now you hear him speaking on, on the, the radio, radio yeah. and the telly yeah. and he goes to do after dinners <coughs> now. Yeah. Wow, Kirtley, well, what's I happened? You can't let your bowling do the talking when you've hung your boots up, can you? That's the problem, <laughs> yeah. Let's turn our attention to England and you, you playing for England. What was it like the first time you met Beefy? I'd met Beefy playing for Somerset, so I got to sort of know Beefy and, and David Gowan, all yeah. those guys, because of county cricket. So it wasn't sort of a going into the England side not knowing anyone. Beefy, oh, larger than life. I mean, he, he was, and he's still larger yeah. than life, I think, but he's slowing down a little bit. Shame the poor guy's just, I think, set a hip <laughs> yeah. and a knee up. And, uh, it's like so. Keith Richards, though, Beefy. Yeah. He'll go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the two of them are thick as thieves as well. And, and, and let me tell you, together. he says, I told you I shouldn't have been bloody playing cricket, I should have been a winemaker. I said, yeah, but, <laughs> but you've only got to be a winemaker because, because you play cricket, yeah. you know. You know. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you know. He's, uh, no, he was great. I mean, I've never played with a guy that had so much self-belief. And I think what's, what happened, in the, he had the opposition sort of feeding out of him because mm. he would say something and then all of a sudden the, the opposition would... And Australia, I mean, he had them sort of so wound up. <laughs> and I think, you know, if you have a look through his career, how many balls he got with long ups? Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. But this is because he had that sort of attitude. Yeah. And this, you know, he just backed himself. There was never, ever not a winner, you know. He was going to win or he was yeah. going to bowl well. You know what I was saying about Jason Roy the other week? Yeah. Like you'd never have... Sir Jason. If, if you look at the, the team from the outside, you'd never imagine Jason Roy would be so important. No. But the swagger and the... Like, he doesn't... Without, Roy doesn't say a word, honestly. But just his imposing sort of presence and the way yeah. he plays, that's what Beefy had. That's why every kid growing up in the 80s like, wanted to be in both of them. Because he had something about him. It just He had an aura, he had a presence. And opposition, even in international cricket, they buy into that as well. They see him warming up, they go, oh, he's playing today. Yeah. They do anything for him to be injured. It's why like, the best in the world just get better and better and better, because they believe they are, and therefore the opposition believe in beefy. Wow. Yeah, it was like Viv Richards. When he walked mm. to the wicket, <laughs> we used to take out four slips. <laughs> yeah. We used to have a gully short leg. Next minute, we've got yeah. a man on the hook, and we've got one <laughs> slip or two slips. <laughs> next minute, he nicks it straight to third slip, and it's gone. Because yeah. he had so much pressure, he came and he whipped one over mid-wicket or something like that. But we should have just bowled and had the same field setting for Verb Richard than we had anyone else. But because he was all, yeah. and he, he's a, his physical power, he walks in like it's swinging his bat and looking at you. And, like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the bowlers sort of go, wow. <laughs> I love that. What was the, would you say is the best moment of your career? Probably beating the West Indies. 
for okay. the first time. We, we had nearly over 20 test matches against them. And they weren't a bad side. They had a few bowlers <laughs> in those yeah. days. And uh, i never forget, we were playing in, in Jamaica. And uh, we managed to beat them. And that's the only time I, I've ever beaten the West Indies. And we got 100 in that and won it. So there were other times I got 100, but didn't make any difference because we, we got wiped out in three days or four days. <laughs> but it was great going to the West Indies because we had so much time off. Yeah. You know, we could go down and our windsurfing would improve on the beach and everything. But those, those West Indies were awesome. They, they were quite a side. And, uh, you know, a lot of people said that Australian side with Matthew Hayden and Warren and McGrath and all those guys. Let me tell you, the West Indies would have blown them apart. Really? Well, you've mentioned the few players. I mean, talk us through facing Joel Garner. Well, no, Joel was great. I used to say to Joel, when you're bowling a Yorker, Lammy, you don't want to know much. I said, <laughs> you aim at the top of the stumps? Where do you aim? Over? We're at my feet. No, Lammy, at your head, man, when I bowl to you. Thanks, Joel. Because he was that tall. The, your head was, was in the I way mean, of the right base. He looked up at him. Yeah. He, he was unbelievable. What was Malcolm Marshall like yeah. to face? That's the one. He was, if you take all the bowlers, he was the best, I think, out of them all. We, because we had a lot of battles. I played probably right at the beginning of his career and nearly to the end of his career with him. And he was, he just, when he first started, the ball went all over the place. He was just wild and quick and then just got yeah. better and better because he could swing it in, swing it away. And he had that brilliant bouncer because everyone thought that it sort of, he didn't have the old boom. It was that old skinny bouncer. And that's why he hit so many people. Yeah. So Malcolm Marshall, to me, was, was the best. Well, the Ashes are closing in. And lots of people are starting to get excited about that. But what is it actually like to win an Ashes? Well... And I think winning in Australia makes a massive difference because you want to really put it up to them. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you walk down the street and, and the Aussies, are, you know, they walk past you and say, Pommy, what are you doing here? You might as well go home, you know. You know? And they, the public abuse you. They really do. And they really get up your skin. And then you've got the Aussies and the press against it. I remember we arrived in Australia once, and I think at about 11 in the evening, and we left, I promise you, about half past two. They started getting our bats out and saying, have you got uh, woodworm and all this stuff in the bat? And oh. then look, where have your boots come from? Where have you playing last? You know, all just that being stuff. Difficult just being difficult Just being difficult. It kept oh. us there, you know. It was just, yeah. I wanted to hit one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, so Lamu was on the tour in 86, 87, which I think I've spoken about before. Me and my brother, used to, there used to be half an hour highlights every night. And my dad would tape it for us, and we'd run downstairs in the morning before school and watch the highlights. And you won everything on that tour, didn't you? Yeah, 86, the one days, 87 was, There yeah. were two one-day tournaments yeah. and the Ashes. No-one won the Ashes since then in Australia until we did it in 2010. So for that whole period of time, England were destroyed. And let me say then about the public, everyone, mm. newsreaders are abusing you. It really happens. And that's why I say they're like the crowd in Rocky IV. As soon as you turn it, uh, start beating them... The whole thing turned on its head and turned against the Australians. They, they do, yeah. and you must have found that in 2010. It because was brilliant. I, I mean, that's where I think beating Australia in their backyard is brilliant. What you yeah. guys did in 2010 would have been. Well, you mentioned the public giving players a hard time and stuff. One of your mates and teammates, uh, Stuart Broad, gets a real tough time uh, well, from, did. from the Australians. Yeah, for not he? walking, which is the most ironic thing I've ever heard. Australians giving someone else a problem for being a shit bloke because he didn't walk, which, ergo, makes your entire cricketing nation shit blokes. Just, just letting you know. Apart from Adam Gilchrist, he's the only one who didn't walk. Well, I. 
how can they walk if they got a ball and chain on their foot? You just <laughs> there you go, boom. <laughs> right, uh, we, we've got to talk about you, captain, in the England side. I've got a great record. I hope we're going to bring it up already. We, well, you, okay. you do what you want. We've got royalty on the yeah, show. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, say Swanee's name yeah. above it, but not this week. It's Lally's like cricket show. No, no, I was sort of a, a deputy captain, as you would say, to Graham Gooch for all the three times I kept. So I have a 100% record, played three and lost three. So, uh, <laughs> two, two against the West Indies and one against Australia, which we probably shouldn't have lost. We batted first, got, got 190, bowled Australia out for 170, and then we got bowled out for about 160 or something. Not a great game of cricket. Not yeah. a yeah. but, but I must tell you, as captain, I got taken by Mr Packett down to, to the Gold Coast for dinner. And I was spotted coming home with a blonde girl at half past six in the morning, which was absolute nonsense because I had my wife there. And <laughs> this was a classic. And this was the headlines when we got bowled out the following day. And Mr. Packer doesn't drink. So there was, he, I'll never forget, he ordered a bottle of Chateau Lafitte 61. And it's a good one. And some um, Chateau Montrachet, absolutely beautiful. And David Gower was with me, he was on the other. He had got out fiddled with one outside off stump as you normally do um, <laughs> and we were sort of told we're going on a three-line whip and we went down there and Packer got upset because I wasn't that hungry I just wanted this French restaurant had like three prawns beautiful little small butterfly said you can't give it go and get a bigger plate of prawn I said Kerry please I'm, I'm okay with this and uh, no no he got absolutely mad and got up and said we're going so no one even had a, a glass of wine. He doesn't drink, but he just put it. And Tony Gregg was with us. And everyone sort of got out. I looked at David. I said, we could have I've never tasted 61 of these. <laughs> so, we, so we quickly had a quick swig of it. And off we went to follow Kerry. And then we went gambling with him. And uh, he gave the wives, the girlfriend, Tanya Breyer was there. He was going out to pack his son. And, and gave the girls like $1,000 and said, off you go. You're not gambling with us. So they had to clear off into the hotel somewhere. We carried on sitting down to play, and he, and he said, are you all in? I said, no, Mr. Packer, I'm not a big gambler. I'm not going to play. He said, well, how we play is seven boxes. Whatever we do, we'll split the money, OK? And I play my money. I'm back in, Mr. Packer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds probably, like the greatest night out. Ever. I, I know. Like, the girls have been paid, giving money. Off you pop. Oh, it was un unbelievable. That it went on. We were up over a million. Let me tell you. And he said, "Let's stop," because the rugby union. The, he loved the rugby league, and the other boys like Gower and things. No, no, let's carry. I'm saying, guys, it's twelve o'clock. I've got to get going. Yeah. <laughs> so you think a million divided by seven? This is good. This, <laughs> is, this is more. You know what we were earning in those days. And let me tell you, in ten, fifteen minutes, there was nothing. No we way. We lost a lot. No, lost the absolute well, good lot. Good old Gower. Oh. And then we got bowled out for 160 the following day. I hit a long hop from old uh, Mad One Peter Matthews. Taylor. Matthews. Matthews. <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> Caught backward, and then we had a real crumble and boulder headlines. Lamb scene coming out, casino. Most importantly, though, for that whole thing, how was the Chateau Lafitte 81? 
It was too quick. I've had better since then. So there you <laughs> that's are. <important> <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's an extreme version of uh, your, one of your Critchery. Uh, I know. The gamble button. Yeah, the gamble Jeep button. Jeep literally. Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. really did go for it. Uh, <laughs> right, you guys wait there because you are watching and listening to Swanee's Cricket Show on Joe together with Rubicon. Now, don't forget, you can watch and download some of our other shows, including TKO with Carl Frampton and House of Rugby with James Haskell. Uh, and this week, the Rugby Boys are joined by their own slice of sporting royalty, the one and only Michael Liner. I'd never watched the Genuinely. 91 final for various reasons. A, it wasn't a particularly good game. It wasn't a cracker, was it? And <laughs> I results. got to the point where I hadn't watched it after six months and I thought, you know what, I'll wait until I have something really important, right? So yeah. mum and dad were over and I thought, you know what, Tomorrow night, I announced it at dinner, tomorrow <laughs> night, Friday night, we're all going to sit down, we'll open a nice bottle of wine and we're all going to watch the 91 World Cup final. And they're all going, do we have to? Do we have to? And so we did and it was actually quite special because I'd never watched it. Yeah. And there was a kick early on. Commentators, well, this will see how nervous Liner is and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and these guys are going, oh, Dad, did you get it? And I said, I honestly didn't know. don't remember. Really? You don't remember people's And basically names, I so. you know, shanked it right. And they all go, oh, God, how embarrassing. Tell him you should have invited round is Alex. Is your biggest I'd have told fan. you all he about it. Yeah. Really loved it. He I cried. Been... Right. You've made me cry many times since. Oh, cool but it's actually a really shit game, but I'll it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's Michael Liner on this week's House of Rugby. This, however, is Swanee's Cricket Show. I'm Nick Bright, alongside Graham Swan, of course, and former England batsman Alan Lamb. Boy, boy, boy. Come on. Come on. Right, each week on the show, we do our Minute With segment, presented yes. by Rocket. Disgracefully, no, no, Rocket... No, 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 no. I promised him that we wouldn't have a dip at him. He's worked hard, right? Rocket's had a very hard... He does a minute a week, and this is what I said for the show. It's in six minutes' work. He needs a holiday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so wherever he's gone, we hope you're doing all right, Rocket. Come on, I hope, pray I hope for Rocket. Skegness is treating you well, Rocket. Um, right, we're going to have to do it ourselves. So, um, Swanee, you're going to take, take control. I'll take over. Um, right, where's right. his quizzes? Where's his questions? Where's, where's the script? There it is. There it is. Now right. we've got it. So, Lammy, you know what we're doing. I'm going to throw something out. First thing that pops in your head, OK? OK. Lammy, your time starts now. Cricket World Cup. Lords. Lords. World Cup. Ian Botham. Mad. Joel Garner. Tall. Sledging. Dennis Lilly. Winning the Ashes. David Gower. Favourite meat. Oh. <laughs> Ribeye. Best bowler ever. Malcolm Marshall. Best batsman ever. Viv Richards. Career highlight. Winning the Test match against the West Indies. Career lowlight. Oh. Losing flashes. Oh. Favourite film? Oh, 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 oh. Um, 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 um. Pass. T- Favourite TV show? Pass. Favourite music? Ten. Eric Clapton. Best animal? Eight. My boxer dog. Favourite car? Morris Minor. Favourite food? Meat. Favourite dessert? Time over. No, what was the, I want to know the dessert, though. Favourite dessert? I didn't. Dessert? Apple pie. Apple oh, pie. But we, now we've got a bit more time. Can we just ask the uh, favourite <laughs> film again? Because, honestly, I was here my, as well, on the spot. What be your oh favourite film? Oh, my God, I, I probably would say... Um... No, it turns out that the minute was... A, <laughs> was it, it wasn't the pressure <laughs> of the minute. I'll take a seat, I, I, come on. the pressure of the minute. Um, and <laughs> I think Deliverance was a, unbelievable. There you go, we'll just edit that in Deliverance. And the, fa- the favourite me, how Lamb didn't come out, I'll never know. No, oh. we don't want Lamb. It's my favourite, by the way. What, Lamb? Yeah. Well, come on, make some noise for a minute with. We normally do it for Rocket. Minute with Swanee. I tell you, 
now I've done it with the sweaty palms and everything. Rocket, you do deserve that holiday, mate. <laughs> you, you order it, you phone at room service, you say hello. Is that the Waldorf? <laughs> yeah. Hello, can I have another round of Chateau Le Fee 81? <laughs> Right, um, the semi-final stage of the World Cup is upon us. Uh, India are against New Zealand tomorrow. England, Australia on Thursday. So let's start with India, New Zealand. What are your thoughts on that game? I cannot see India losing that game. However, New Zealand, I don't think they're a bad team, but they're not as good a team as people thought they were after the first three or four games of the World Cup. Mm. Martin Guptill, however, if he wakes up and turns up to this World Cup at any point, it's now or never, Mm. if he comes good... New Zealand can post a big score. If they play, the blueprint for beating India is what England did. Don't lose wickets in the first ten and then smash their spinners. Yeah. You can score a lot. They're not a great chasing team apart from Virat Kohli. That's how you beat them. If New Zealand do that, they can pull off an absolute shock. But, I mean, it would be a massive shock. It's funny, you touched on it a little bit earlier on, actually, when you said, like, at this, in the kind of opening rounds of the World Cup, everyone was like, well, New Zealand, they're absolutely flying. Yeah. But it was, it was, like you said, they had an easy start. Yeah, the, the easiest start any team could possibly have. And then it rained in their game against India as well. So the first test, they got a point out of it anyway. So they were flying at the top of the league. But they played, you know, some teams who... We've all seen a uh, pretty pants since. Yeah, yeah. three they, straight yeah, defeats they, as they well. Were, they were my underdogs, really, because they're not a bad side on paper, but I wouldn't put them in the category of, of India or England and mm. that, but they were there to upset. And the big thing now, they've lost, what, three or four on the trot. And as you say, if, if their players come back onto form, Anything can happen. We saw what happened with South Africa. Mm. I mean, I didn't. Wasn't think... that great though? Watching South oh. Africa beat Australia. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I love the Yarkies. <laughs> I mean, we have most of them playing for England, so you know, I've got to like them. I played for South Africa B team for a long time, <laughs> but watching them turn over Australia yesterday, oh, Faf de Plessy. <laughs> what have you made of Rohit Sharma? Do you think he's in the running for player and tournament? Wow. Think about Rohit Sharma. I've always liked Rowett. He's always been a good player, but I've never really looked out for him that much. This year, in the TMS sweepstake for most runs of the tournament, I pulled out Rowett Sharma. I have never watched more of his innings. <laughs> I am <laughs> screaming for him every ball. No one has applauded his 600s more than I have, whatever. He's, Come on, Rowett, my He's son. nine runs ahead of David Warner. Yeah, and when Warner gets bumped out by Joffre Archer. <laughs> <laughs> and how many runs is off Ken Wilkins? <clears throat> Only I about think, 30. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so his record. Uh, that's incredible. But really. I mean, he looks class. Oh my goodness! I yeah. mean, some of those shots and offside and that. I mean, they just effort. Yeah, yeah. and he didn't have a great uh, IPL coming no. into this either. He did all right, but he, 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 people were thinking, you know, is he still the player? But, but is he that? Is he that type of twenty twenty over player? Because yeah. uh, let me tell you, fifty overs, he's so suited. He yeah. is just. He looks a different class to yeah. some of them. That could be the key to New Zealand. Get Sharma out somehow. Trent Bolt, you know, if it's swinging, coming back in, you can get anyone in the world out yeah. if you're a pace yep. bowler and swinging it in. So I know if, Trent Bolt gets, <laughs> if Trent Bolt gets it in the right place, yeah, the left arm is bowling at good players in World <laughs> Cup big games. Oof. Bring that up in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Let's carry on. We're talking about Sharma there as, um, you know, one of India's danger men with yeah. the bat. Their danger man with the ball, Boomerah. Great. He's oh, been sensational, he's isn't he? He's brilliant. I, 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 I just can't believe it. He, he, you know, he's got that staggered sort of run-up and you think, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? And he, he moves but both he, hands, doesn't yeah. he? he like, honestly, he looks like he's bowling with some sort of brace contraption on yeah. everything. Like Forrest Gump, he's <laughs> yeah. in the leg brace. <laughs> Jim Carno man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but he's rapid. I mean, he, he really, he's genuinely quick. 
mean, you played in your time where they didn't really have quick bowls, no, did they? they? And, and when I played, it was always like just medium or a little bit quicker. He's genuinely fast, mm. this bloke. So, but I mean, um, the block hole is—he yeah. seems to get it right in there every. And you know, yeah. as a bowler, everyone—you know—you speak to people for a batter. I mean, if a guy calls you, but you're okay, you're gone. You're not going to hit it. Yeah. And this guy seems to get it in there every time because he's got that extra yard, and yes. I think that makes the big difference. Who do you two think is going to win that semi-final? India. India, India definitely. We're both very confident about India. Right, second semi-final, of course, then. Australia against England. Swanee, I'm guessing you're pretty confident for England yeah. on this one. I was actually... When South Africa beat them the other day, I didn't know whether I wanted England to play India or Australia or not, really. But I found myself, when South Africa weren't, thinking, get in there. Right. Whether I just can't wait for the England-Australia game again or whether it's because I prefer them to play in the semi-final, I don't know. But I'm very confident that England, now they've found their feet again, now they've got a bit of chutzpah about them, will destroy them. I think they'll beat them and beat them well. I don't even want to think about England losing. I've got a great stat for you then on that point. Go on. No team has ever, in a World Cup with a, like a group stage, then knockouts, has ever lost their last group stage game yeah. and gone on to win the World Cup. OK, so Australia mm. having lost against South Africa... That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not trying to jinx them or whatever. I'm not trying to say that but history counts. But history counts. <laughs> <laughs> but, Lords, I think we, we got it totally wrong. We bowled absolutely. We're pussycats. And, and I don't know why we played the extra spinner. I mean, the wicket was... They should have been Meow. 30 for four. We didn't put the ball in the right place. It was too full or it was too short. Yeah. And they cut... They drove us and, and pulled us or cut us. And, and I think it was the two games, right... The one where they lost against Pakistan, they saw West Indies bombarded. We had played Pakistan four times in a yes. row, and we knew how to bowl to them. Why did we go and try blast them out the water? Yeah. Because Wazam, Wazam, no, but Wazam went and gave them an absolute bollocking and said, "Guys, England are going to bomb you." And Mickey Arthur knew it. They said, hey, get on the back foot. They're going to bomb me." And what happened? They did the exact same yeah. thing. So, to me, there were two games they lost. And basically, tactical errors against uh, um, Pakistan and, and selection against um, Australia. So, OK, then, as two very experienced cricketers who have been in the England setup and know what it's like, if you two were on the coaching setup for this game, what, what, what would you do? I, I just want to know if you, you agree or disagree, you do things differently. Um, or if I was the England side, I'd say, Jason, <laughs> you go out there with that swagger, you destroy this Australian bowl. I said, the, the rest of you, do whatever Jason does. <laughs> because two years ago, Australia came over here with virtually the same team they're going to play in this series, in a one-day series. England humiliated them, absolutely destroyed them. This was sort of in the middle of the rise to world number one. This is when they were scoring 480 at Trent Bridge. This mm. is when they were getting 400 at Edgebaston. This is when Hales, Roy, Berso were all smashing it everywhere. That was the first time I'd watched an Australian team and thought, they actually know what it's like to be an England team in Australia. They're not just turning up and losing, they know they've lost from ball one. Yeah. They, they, they know there's very little chance of winning. Watch those videos, watch everything you did there, watch their body language. Watch their body language after the South African game the other day when they were absolutely broken. They don't want to play you, they know that you're going to destroy them, so go out and do it exactly that. It's a different kettle of fish with Mitchell Stark, though. I mean, you know, you faced... One player. You faced the Mitchell Stark delivery, I think it was last week. But, yeah, I'll tell you what, I faced area. Mitchell Stark in the, in the ground as well. If Mitchell Stark's bowling like he does in there, then England have no chance. <laughs> Don't even take your cricket bats with you. <laughs> Just go and sit in the mouth and pump. But I, I, I think with England, they must... What they've done now, is, as you said, they've come back into it, right? They were nearly dead and buried. Mm. 
and they pulled themselves out. Roy's made a big difference. But what they've got to do is they've got to take this game when they play Australia and they've got to play like they normally play. Don't change anything. Yep. As you say, Mitchell Stark is going to be those four overs, five overs at the beginning. If it's a bit humid, I don't know what this weather's going to do. Because if he does swing it, he'll be dangerous. And Did you see him against South Africa, Stark? <laughs> no, I didn't see him. See, a massive thing I but do... Someone says he's got a little injury or something. Yeah, he, he, was, he was. He was limping. But something I'm a massive believer on is if another team plays your opposition and, and beat them, look at what they did. How did they go about it? That's your blueprint for beating them. Mitchell Stark, when England played him at Lords. Because that was such a bowler's day, and as yeah. Lamy said, England bowled terribly. Yeah. And even afterwards, oh, we were a bit unlucky. They weren't. They, put the ball in they the weren't. Place. Mitchell right. Stark bowled full and quick. He bowled full and quick. That's the quickest. I mean, yeah. I was sitting with Alan Border, and we were side on, right? And let me, the keeper was taking the ball like yeah. it, and he was well back. But he did yeah. the same thing at Old Trafford yesterday. He bowled quick, and he bowled full. South Africans like quick bowling. Markham and um, Quentin de Kock at the start. Yeah destroyed the Australian bowlers. All they did, it was slightly wide, hit straight through the line, which full drove them. That's how you play them. You don't give them the respect that their wickets taken in the World Cup or their aura deserves. Yeah, they you just play the ball coming yeah. down at you. And that, that's what they did. South Africa was 70 off 10 overs, doing nothing different than England needs to do against them. Play like they normally play yeah. and be confident and go and enjoy it. And, uh, well, I'm guessing you're both back in an England win, yep. but do you think it will be a, a close fought game? No, or do you think no, I don't. I think they'll destroy them. I destroy think they'll play properly and they'll destroy them. If, if we bat first and we post a big score, gone. All right, there you go. You heard it. And that makes a final of India against England. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we need well, to get out to the bat fast. Yes, come, come on, let's go. Let's get out to the bat fast. Come on. Let's go. Lemmy, I'm sorry about what we're going to do here. Come on. Right, Jason from Backfast, we're back again. Uh, what are we facing this week? Alan Lamb is here, okay. so I think we should cast our minds back. 1992 World Cup final, Wasim Akram. I'm against this completely, by the way. <laughs> I, don't think this is, I think this is cruel. Yeah, you've got your shoes not, on. Not just because I had to face it last time, I nearly broke my foot. I just, you know. But you've got shoes on, you've not got your flip flops this week. He's got shoes on, and hopefully you can write you're wrong because you were totally skittled. Everyone gets totally skittled by Wazim Akram. <laughs> yeah. Not All a right. big back left end, give yeah. him this one. Lammy, what was it like that day, facing the Wazim Akram? 92 final. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just one of those deliveries. where Everything was going perfect. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Imran gave the ball to, to Wazim, who didn't... We faced him at earlier, and nothing had happened. It was straight as a die. He came on, came round the wicket, over the... Well, yeah, over the wicket, and bowled us delivery. And it was too good for me. That changed the whole game. And then the next one, he bowled that massive in-swinging uh, delivery to Chris Lewis. Game over. So on that balls. day, Lamy, Lamy yeah. did not know it was coming that day. Today, he knows it's on the way. I, I think <laughs> you're going to show everyone what you can actually do. Right, let's do this. Oh. Come on. Me Come first. On. Um, yeah. Swanee. This right. could be. Swanee's going first. Let me get behind the net. The safety yeah, I'm net. Getting out safety net. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is this the one that I got? It did it York me last time? Yes. Where does the yeah. ball come from? It's, there's a hole there. There's a in the bowl that runs oh, up there. and everything. Because yeah, you so know it wasn't a Yorker that got Lamia. You see don't the hole. You? Yeah, okay. In that final. Have you seen the delivery? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you've changed it, right? I'm just checking. So, Swanee's <laughs> at the crease. Here we go. Come on, Waz. Here we go. Ooh. <laughs> That might, that might be out. That might be out. That's the toe. I think that's out. Yeah, I'm walking for that. I that's thought it was bat on ball. No, that's LB. No, no that's LB. 
Just going down. Oh, and look at him. I don't have another go. I think that is out. That is stone dead. You're as, out a, as a batsman, you know if you're out or not. Watch out. Here we go. Right. Right. Here it comes. Oh! He's gone again. He's gone again. I won't lie to you. I'll try to give myself a bit of room. Yeah, I one. saw that when he was trying to hit it over extra cover. Yeah, but you're going. <laughs> right, here we go. Let's so, swap. Um, so that's two deliveries, and I, I'm, I'm more than happy to admit I was out twice there. Jeez. Right, let me get the bells back on. Go on, Lammy. When was the last time you had a bat, Lammy? Very long. Yeah. Oh, right, get what back behind do? the safety of the net. OK, where is it? It comes from, yeah. It comes yeah, in this comes out, out, of the, out of the hole okay. in the project in the You'll uh, see screen. it in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Here it comes, Lammy. This is it. Oh, oh, oh middle stump is gone. Oh, middle stump. Oh, He's done you again. PTSD. It's bringing it all back. Unbelievable. Oh, God, what's going on? Yeah. Let's get no, them bells back. Maybe just clip the bells. Maybe just, yeah. In fact, World Cup-wise, that wouldn't have knocked the bells off in this World Jeez. Cup. So. <laughs> That's quite a quick delivery, though. It is, I know. Every week he does it. It's just humiliating. <laughs> Did you actually used to play Swanee? Yeah. Here we go. Right, here we go again. See if you can redeem yourself, Lammy. Here it comes. Oh, he's gone again! <laughs> he's gone again. He's only he's a little skimmer off the top, of the, uh, the top of the bounce this time. Still took that him off. too good. I know. Well, look at that. That is too good. Did it remind you of the actual game or...? Well, yeah, because that, that, I didn't even see it. So, I mean, on that day, I mean, it was just one that was just angled. He, he, was, he was round the wicket, wasn't and it? And I gave it the... <laughs> top of top off, wasn't it? Just, just the top of off. That, uh, like that last delivery. Yeah. Jason from Batfast is yeah. loving it, I'm telling you. Right, let's get in here and do some Crictionary. I, I would actually pick Batfast to open the bowling for England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. We're diving into Rubicon's Urban Crictionary, a celebration of the weird and wonderful terminology used in the world of cricket. Now, each week we give Swanee some cricketing terminology and he's got to come up with a story to match. I've got some words in front okay. of me. The first one I've got is flat one. It's a beamer, basically. Okay. On a flat one. Best story I've got that in Brisbane. Do you remember Michael Clark going up to Jimmy Anderson? I'll get ready for a broken arm, mate. <laughs> um, after that game, someone sat in there and we said, What a twat Michael Clark is. Um, someone, Jimmy, you can't exactly bump him out, can you? With your pace, we went, oh, just ball a twat, a flat one. <laughs> Which. Uh... <laughs> I love your Jimmy yeah. impression. Yeah. It's, it's great. He said it without a smile, obviously. <laughs> Let's do pies. Next. Pies. Well, pies are basically any, any bowler who's rubbish, who's bowling filth. I remember sitting in a change room once, actually not in a change room, watching a game and saying, Alan Donald's bowling pies today. Nasser Hussain was right behind me. He was next into bat. He went mad at me. He goes, you shut up! I can't believe you're saying that. You're going to quit the cricket and God's listen to you. Um, got a wicket next ball and then got Nasser out before lunch. So, oh, um, no. Yeah, pie, but basically anyone who's bowling filth, bowling pies, help okay. yourself. What about chokers? Chokers, Ooh. well, South Africa in the World Cup, isn't it? Um... <laughs> you know, in every World Cup, they seem to do it, get in the semi-final. And yeah. <laughs> um, not in this one, though, because I didn't even get in the semi-final. Hopefully we won't be chokers. Uh, Bakerloo. Ooh. Bakerloo, very simple, playing down the wrong line, all to do with the London Underground, whatever. <laughs> Basically, every time I bat on the bat-fast machine... I play down the Bakerloo. <laughs> and it's actually on a Piccadilly line, whatever. And you say, well, you know, that pitched off and just hit yeah, middle. Meanwhile, yeah. it was the Bakerloo. <laughs> <laughs> Pitch yeah. middle, hit middle, yeah. 
<laughs> it's, it's, actually, I always enjoy it in a change room, you know, um, when people get out, when, when true batsmen get out and they walk out and they go, what a ball. Mate, unplayable. Yeah. We've got anyone out there. <laughs> it's normally all-rounders, all bowlers when they get out. So, was that a good ball? Nah. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, straight. I'll follow it. I'm just rubbish. I love it. <laughs> Lammy, but before we wrap it up, I've got to ask you, can you remember your favourite sledge ever, the best you've ever heard, that you won't get sued for saying or we won't get sued for saying? No, it was probably Dennis Lilly. You know, he, he, I'd been playing and missing and missing like that, and he came up to me and said, Hey, mate, do me a favour. And just before he went like this with his forehead and he, he flicked over and hit me straight in the face. I could, I could taste the rum and ginger you had the night before. And he said, not in quite these words, a little bit heavy, he said, mate, do me a favour, hold the bat still and I'll aim at the effing thing. <laughs> and, there's, and there's nothing else you can say, you know, there's absolutely nothing. You know? and, then, and, then, and then you had like you had Rodney Marsh standing at the back of the stage, he turned around, he said, uh, have you got any family, mate? <laughs> and you turn around and you say, yeah, what are you asking me? And then you look up and there's Dennis about to kick off on the side screen, you know, just to get you going a little bit. Have you got any family, mate? <laughs> That's wonderful. I believe I've never heard that before. That is a brilliant line, isn't it? That is wonderful. Just, just trying to walk past him. Mate, have you made a will? Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, that is it for this week. Thank you to Alan Lamb. Enjoy the semi-finals and don't forget House of Rugby and TKO. See you in seven days' time with the legend that is Kurtley Ambrose. Thank you very much. Come on. Good luck, boys. You've been listening to Swanee's Cricket Show on Joe. Together with Rubicon.